We've been talking about the seven places Jesus shed his blood, and we're on the sixth place the last couple weeks, and when Jesus died on the cross, we've already talked about this, but they pierced his side, and out of that wound came blood and water. The reason it came, blood and water came out of that womb, and I don't want to get into it much, but just to lay a foundation, is because Jesus died of a broken heart. Around your heart is a sack of water. And when they pierced the large side to see if he was really dead, out of that wound came blood and water to show us that Jesus did not die from the whipping, did not die from the beating, did not die from the nails, did not die from the crucifixion. But when he took my sin and your sin on himself, his heart literally burst And he died of a broken heart. But the reason is, is that Jesus had said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because I've come to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus has not just come to get us into heaven, but Jesus has come to give us life and that life more abundant here on earth. Can I have an amen? amen? And if our hearts have been broken through rejection, if our hearts have been broken through condemnation, if our hearts have been broken through a past sin or past life, then Jesus has come not only, and I want you to understand this, not only to forgive us, but he's come to make our life wonderful. Somebody say amen. So we've been talking about healing the brokenhearted, rejection, condemnation, things of the past, but I want to talk to you this morning on healing the broken heart is God healing the dreams that you used to hold inside your heart. Read with me in Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 17. Prophecy concerning Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, say God, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy... Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. And by the way, you ought to write this down next to that. When it says blood, fire, and vapor of smoke, that does not mean wars and bombs and fires. Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke mean signs, wonders, and miracles. It does not mean the devil destroying. It means God pouring out his spirit. Oh, give me a loud amen. The signs of the coming of the Lord are going to be signs, wonders, and miracles. I don't want to get into this too much, but I am not a post-rapture guy. There's three different philosophies in the rapture when the Lord comes. One is pre-tribulation. One is mid-tribulation, and one is post-tribulation. Pre-tribulation means before the tribulation comes, the Lord is rescuing us or taking us away. Mid-tribulation is that we go through half of it. Post-tribulation is we go all through it, but God saves us through it. Well, I like to look at, 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 uh, at Noah and the ark. He didn't tread water for a few days. The moment it began to sprinkle, he got in and God got him out. Somebody say amen. Amen. You and I are not going through bombs and turmoil. When Jesus comes to get us, we are going out the head and not the tail. We are going out above only, not beneath. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now here's something that I want you to look at. 
in the last days, and I believe in all my heart, we are not only in the last days, but we are in the last of the last days. I, I, I know preachers have said that for a long time, but you look at all that's going on in the world, and guys, we are in the last of the last of the last days, without a shadow of a doubt. And when Jesus comes, he's coming for a glorious bride. He's coming for a bride that is manifesting all the power of God. One of the things that God says to us, and we saw it in the first church, and it'll even be greater in the last church, is that in the last days, God will give us dreams and visions. Now turn with me to the book of Psalms chapter 37, starting with verse 1. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of workers of iniquity, for they shall be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Now, can, can we get down to re- what God's talking about in this life? He says, don't worry about those. You look at the blessing of those who are not serving God. He said, don't even worry about them. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at the world, one thing I realize is there is no lack of money in the world. Verse 3. Trust, have faith in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord. Trust in what way? Trust that in these last days there's going to be an end time transfer of wealth. If you, if you believe that there's going to be an end time transfer of wealth, give me a wave offering. All right, now here's the real question. Do you believe you're going to be a part of that? All right. Dwell in the land and feed. Look at this. Feed on God's faithfulness. Feed, how do you feed on God's faithfulness? You always talk about what God's doing. Amen. Don't talk about what the world says. Don't talk about what the devil says. Don't talk about what your circumstances say. Don't talk about what your situation says. Feed yourself on what on God's goodness. If God said it, it's going to happen. Amen. Here's the way I live. If God said it, it's going to happen for me. Amen. Now watch this. Delight yourself also in the Lord... And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, every one of us have, have heard this scripture. If we've been in Christianity any length of time, God gives you the desires of your heart. But you got to read the whole thing to understand what that means. When you're driving down the road and you see a beautiful home and you see a cup family moving in that, you need to, you need to allow God to put a desire in your heart to live that way. That's what this scripture means when it says God gives you the desires of your heart. When you're a Christian and you're serving God and you're paying your tithes and you're giving your offerings and you're praying and you're reading your Bible and you're going to church, when you begin to desire something, that the religious world calls worldly. You begin to desire a new job. You begin to desire a new house. You begin to desire a better way of living. Don't rebuke that. That's not the devil. The devil doesn't tell you, why don't you get blessed? It is God who has put that desire into your heart. Somebody shout amen. Now watch this. Why is that important? The devil is a dream stealer. People are dream stealers. How many have ever heard this saying, that's the oldest trick in the book? Right? Oh, that's the oldest trick in the book. Can I tell you what the oldest trick 
in the book is, has God said? All of a sudden, God whispers in your heart, I got a new job for you. God whispers in your heart, I got a better home for you. God whispers in your heart, I got this for you, I got that for you. And so you begin to pray, but then the devil comes in and whispers in your ear, you know what, you don't deserve that. You know what, you're just being ridiculous. You know what, you're just thinking way too big. You know what, you're just claiming it by faith. There's not a miracle in your mouth. Well, let me tell you something, there is a miracle in your mouth. Watch this, there is a miracle in your mouth because the Bible says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, and God has given the desire that you're talking about in your heart. Oh, somebody shout amen. Now watch this. You didn't, some of you caught it, some of you didn't catch it. All of a sudden, you're serving God. You're living for God. All of a sudden, your desire for a better way of living comes. It is God who put that desire in your heart. The devil comes along and tries to steal the vision in your heart. This is one of the reasons Jesus has come to heal the brokenhearted. You're you're hanging around, you're even with Christians. Christians can be some of the biggest dream stealers there are. Oh, you're just being foolish. Who do you think you are? Why, Why do you think God would do that? No, God won't do what you're asking. God will do exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask or think. You got to stay, just a little side note, you got to stay away from dream stealers. You got to keep away from people who try to steal your dream. How many have ever heard this saying, misery loves? Quit hanging around with them folks. Because God will not do what you're asking. God has given you desire in your heart. Why is that important? Because when you go before the Lord, the Bible says to come boldly before the throne of God. That word boldly means with confidence. You come before the Lord and you say, Lord, I need a new job. Lord, I need a new car. Lord, I need a, I need a new house. Lord, I, I want, Lord I, I'm going to be carnal. Lord, I want to be rich. See, some of you, I, you hit your choke point right there. Is the Bible true? Jesus became poor, poor comparatively. Poor, Jesus never was poor. Jesus walked on streets of gold. Okay, but Jesus compared to what he was in heaven became poor so you and I could become? Come on, say it. You've got to realize that the reason why you and I are here is so that we can speak the word of God and God can give you that desire. We're not talking about what you need. If God only gave us what we need, he'd just give us socks and underwear. But it's our Father's good pleasure to... Is anybody getting this? God gives us the desires of your heart. Has God said? You know, one of the most mistaught scriptures, go with me to Romans 8, 28. I want to show you something. One of the most mistaught scriptures in all the Bible is, is on, uh, on Job. You know, old Job, he did this and he did that and, 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 and God gave it and then God took it away. Does anybody know why Job lost everything? Because the thing he feared the most has come upon him. 
Job's got everything. Look at me. Fear is faith that something bad's going to happen. Let me say it again. God has not given us the spirit of but a power, love, and a disciplined mind. Why a disciplined mind? Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Is God big enough to get you a new job? Is God big enough to give you a car? Is God big enough to get you a new house? Not only is he big enough, but it's his good pleasure. But what a job, listen to me, fear. I, I was afraid of that. Now watch this. You've got to watch. It'd be, it'd be easy if the devil came up and goes, Pastor Anthony, uh, you'll never get ahead. You'll never get why. You're just bound. Now, it, we, it, you know, if the devil came in and he had a hunchback and horns and a, and a forked tail and, you know, uh, don't listen to him. You know, it'd be easy. But sometimes the devil comes as a family member. Sometimes the devil comes as a preacher. Amen. Job didn't lose all that he had because God is a taker. Listen to me. If you can't get anything out of what I'm teaching here, our God is not a taker. Our God is a giver. And what makes, listen, when I learned this, it changed my life. God's not up there there with a giant fly swatter. Oh, I almost had him. No, my Bible is... Quit thinking that way. That's religion. My Bible says God's running to and fro. Listen to this. God is, listen to this. God is running. He's so anxious to bless you. He's running. He's running. Oh, you're not getting it. He's running. Slow down. Let him catch up. Quit running away from the blessing. Has God said, Job said, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it wouldn't work for me. I knew if I paid my tithes, I wouldn't get a breakthrough. I knew I wasn't going to get that job. And according to your faith, be it unto you. Ten spies came back and said, we're going to die. God said, so be it. Two spies came back and said, come on, Bubba. Let's Let's get it on. You get what you believe for. If you believe God's a taker, you lose. But if you believe God's a giver, you win. It is our Father's good pleasure to give you. We're not even earning it. I don't want God to give me what I deserve. Oh, I just want God to give me what I deserve. I don't want God to give me what I deserve. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want God to give me according to amazing grace, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. That's what I want. Look at this. Look at this. Romans 8, 28. Romans 8, 28. This is, this is one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. And we know 
that all things work together for good to those who love God. Now, I'm going to show you something here. To those who are called according to his purpose. Look, look at me a second. A Christian with faith never has the right to have a bad day. You don't have the right to have it. The devil may steal your joy for a moment, but he can't have your joy. You go through something, you go, oh man, you go, oh wait, hallelujah. Why? How can you say that? All things, say all things. Say all things. All things work together for good. All things, whatever you're going through, whatever you face, it'll work out for good when you have faith that God is a giver and not a taker. Now watch this. For, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, this is, this, is, this is a touchy subject, but I want you to understand that. God knew you before your mother's womb. Agreed? Before you were, before your mom and dad, before your great, 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 great grandparents ever were, you were. And God knew you. And he predestined you to be blessed. Now the world and the devil and the enemy may have come in and tried to delay that blessing, but you are predestined to be blessed. Touch your neighbor and say, it's already in the books. It's already taken care of. Now watch this. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many. Jesus, and I say this all the time, Jesus is not the only begotten son of God. You got quiet on me. Jesus before the cross was the only begotten son of God. After the cross, after you and I have received him as our savior, after you and I have been born again, now he is the firstborn of many, and that makes you and I joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Is that, is that right? See, somebody said, you faith preachers, you're always trying to brainwash people. Absolutely true. We're trying to brain, we're trying to wash the garbage and the religion out and wash the word of God in. You are not God's little boy. You are a son of God, a daughter of God, a joint heir. And say this, I am an equal heir to all of God's promises with Jesus. See, that's why we're going to get there. Hopefully we're going to get there. That's why Jesus says, as my father sent me, now I send you. Folks, Jesus never lacked for anointing. He never lacked for money. He never lacked for money. That's a curse that's on the church that we're here to reverse. God's people never are to lack for money. He is not El by just enough. He is El Shaddai more than enough. And we are heirs to that. Are you with me? Now look at verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Now, let me show you something here. And this is just going to make, make the devil so mad. 
These, us, he predestined. How many of you are justified? How many, how many of you, um, let's see, justified. How many of you are, are sanctified? Okay, all these things, we know this, but then he says, and these also he glorified. See, now that sounds real good. Be glorified. That sounds real good, but what does it mean? It means more than just angels playing harps. It means more than just looking pious and holy. It's very powerful. Look at this. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27. Now he said, he preordained you. He knew, he preordained you to be blessed. And he justified and he sanctified and he glorified. Now watch this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27. That he might present to himself, here's that word again, a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that it should be holy and without blemish. Now, we know that when Jesus comes back, the Bible says we are predestined to be that glorious church. And then he says without spot or without blemish. Now, the word spot and blemish means no sickness and no poverty. Now, watch this. Israel was an example of what you and I are to claim right now. Not someday, not in the promised land. Claim right now to be a glorious church. When Israel came out of Egypt, they came out with all the silver and all the gold. As a matter of fact, the world came and said, the world came and said, take our money. Let me put it this way. The world walks up to you on the street and says, you know what? I don't know you, but I need to give you this business opportunity. You know what? I don't know you, but I'm going to put you in my business. You know what? I don't know you, but I saw you driving by. God told me to give you this house. Oh, no, you, no, no, wait. You, you think I'm, I'm making that up. When Israel came out of Egypt, they came out of Egypt, and Egypt said, Here, take all our money. Why? Because Egypt owed them 400 years back wages. And they came out a glorious people. Now look at this. The word glorious means splendid, gorgeous, all together, and as they were before. If we want to know how we're going out, we need to look at how we were before. We're going to be splendid. We're going to be gorgeous. Now that has to be mean financial, not physical. We need to be as we were before. Now look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Go with me to Exodus chapter 15. Genesis, Exodus. If we want to know how it's going to end, we need to look at how it was before we need to be redeemed by the blood. Exodus 15, 1 through 6. Then Moses and children of Israel sang the song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Now, I, here he said he has glorified us. Here it says we'll be a glorious church. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. 
the horse and its rider has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise him, my God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. The depths are covered by them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy into pieces. Now I want you to look at something here. We are talking about a helpless people. We are talking about a people who have, in their own strength, no power against the enemy. The enemy is coming to bring them back into captivity. The enemy is coming to, 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 to enslave them again. The enemy is coming to stop them from getting into their promised land. But what does he say? The glorious arm of the Lord, the glorious power of God. Look at me. We are talking about a financial breakthrough in every area of your life that is beyond your own ability. It's beyond your own knowledge. It's beyond your own wisdom. It's beyond your own strength. We're talking about something that is glorious and God promises us in the end times that you and I will be a church that is glorious that will see the hand of the miracle power of God release in every area of our lives. Let me give you one more. Go to Genesis chapter 31. Genesis chapter 31. This is the first place in the Bible that God uses the word glory. He will make you, everybody say me. He will make you a glorious church. Now get rid of the, get rid of the religious look. Glory. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. But let's get down to where we pay our bills. Let's get down where we pay the house payment. Notice I skipped rent because we're going to skip paying rent. We're going to go right to house payments. This is, now remember we said that it is a bringing back. It's a, the, word, it, the word means to bring back, to turn back. This is the first place that God uses the word glorious or glory. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's house saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, from that, what our, uh, from what was our father's, he has acquired all his. What does your Bible say? Wealth. Wealth. What does your Bible say? The original word is glory. Look at it again. And from what was our father's, he has acquired all this glory, all this wealth. Look at me. To be a beautiful, to be splendid. To be glorious means to be wealthy. How many want to be a glorious church in the eyes of the Lord? Come on, somebody shout amen. God promises us that when he returns, he's coming back for a glorious church. A church 
that is going to be just like Israel. When we leave this world, when the rapture takes place, when the, the Lord comes and snatches us away, we're going out a glorious church. Somebody needs to get this. We're going out splendid. We're going out the world looking at us and saying, why are all your debts canceled? Why are all your bills paid? Why are you Christians living so well? Because we are prophesied by God to be that glorious church. The curse is broken. Now let's receive the blessing. Somebody shout amen. All right, five more minutes. In Proverbs 13, let me just read it for you for the sake of time. In Proverbs 13, verse 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Now I've said all that to get us back to the broken heart. I've come to heal the brokenhearted. There's many of you, your dreams, your heart has been broken. Your dreams have been stolen. Maybe you were supposed to be in the ministry. Maybe you're supposed to be in business. Maybe it's in the area of your marriage or your home. Something has come along and it just never has happened. And because it hasn't happened, you've lost your dream. Listen to it again. A hope deferred. And and by the way, when the Bible says hope, it doesn't mean I hope that happens. Pray with me. I hope that happens for you. The word hope in the Bible means I fully expect. When it talks about the hope of the Lord, it's not like rolling of the dice. It means I fully expect. See, I fully expect you to own your own home. I fully expect for you to be debt free. I fully expect for you to be the boss and people working for you, not you working for somebody else. I fully expect that. Now look, it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Deferred. It hasn't happened yet. The word deferred doesn't mean canceled. It means prolonged. Now watch this. your, Your dream hasn't happened yet. It means prolonged. It means it's in the developing stage. It's continuing to grow. It's being extended. It's being stretched out. It's being made so that all can happen bigger. We think it hasn't happened yet. It's gone. You know, I read a thing the other day or somebody told me this African-American gentleman raised up in, in, in poverty and all the racism at 91 years old. He said, you know what? It's time for me to learn how to read. 91 years old, learned how to read. How long have you been waiting for your dream? A dream deferred, a dream delayed is not canceled. It's in the kingdom of God. It's in God's hands, and he's building on it. He's making it bigger. He's stretching it out. He's working everything. Don't walk away and say, well, it'll never happen. Go back today to your dream because God is working on it. He's making it bigger. He's stretching it out. He's putting everything in order. Don't walk away from your dream. Jesus has come to heal the brokenhearted. Grab the dream, and it's going to be bigger than you ever thought it possible. Somebody shout amen. Proverbs says in 29:18, where there is no vision, my people perish. Has the devil stolen your vision? Has the devil broken your heart? 
Well, you know, I thought this was going to happen and it didn't. You know what happens when you lose your dream? You know what happens when you lose your vision? You sit on the couch. And life is passing you by. You know that in, in, in Judaism, you don't really become a leader You don't really become a man or a woman of anointing until you pass your 50s. So you may be older, white hair. The the, the Jews tell us, the Bible tells us, white hair on somebody is not snow on the roof. It's wisdom and knowledge and experience. It doesn't matter if you're 19 or 91. Don't lose your dream. Because you may have said, well, it'll never happen. God says, no, it's happening in my time. But it's happening bigger and better and more than you ever thought before. Go back to that dream. Did you have a dream of owning your own business? Did you have your dream of being wealthy? Did you have a dream of owning your own home? Did you have a dream of building something that you never thought was going to take place? You need to come and grab that vision and take the blood of Jesus and say, Lord, give me a new heart. You've come to heal the brokenhearted because I'm the one who gave you the desire in that heart. Don't let the devil break your heart. I had my heart broken so your heart could be made every whit whole. Somebody shout amen. Where's my, where's my Jewish book? I was reading on this, sitting there reading last night and just, just picked up a book. It's a book of Jewish wisdom. And I thought, when I began to read this, I thought, oh my Lord, how different God taught us than man taught us. When I first got saved, I was taught, this is what I was taught. If you're going on vacation, you're not working hard enough for the kingdom of God. If you're worried about carpet and clothes and cars, then you're just worldly minded. Can I tell you something? The devil can steal your dream Your friends can steal your dream, but unfortunately, religion can steal your dream too. And I was reading this, and you know, the Bible, uh, the, the, the rabbis teach us that one of the first things when you stand before the Lord, one of the first things he'll say to you is, did you enjoy the world? I made it for you. Folks, to want to live in a nice house is not worldly. We are made in the image of God doesn't live in caves. God don't live in no mobile home. Satan lives in rocks. My God lives in places where there are streets of gold. When you begin to desire beautiful things, when you begin to desire wonderful things, It's because God has given you the desire of his heart because you're made in the image of God. You ladies go, and I know this sounds worldly, but you ladies go go window shopping. Get out of the mall and go into the store. Say, I'd like to try that diamond necklace on. Go, Go in the store and, and, and say, you know what, I'd I like, like to try that dress on. You put that dress on, you know, it's more money than you've ever spent before. You go, you know what, I look good. <laughs> you, heard the, you heard the joke. I heard it, actually, I heard it this morning coming in. Did you hear the joke? The, 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 the lady came home from the mall, and 
her husband saw her sneaking a bag in. He goes, what's in there? And she goes, nothing. He pulls out. It's a $200 dress. He goes, you know, we're, you know we're on a budget. Why would you buy that dress? She said, honey, the devil told me to buy it. <laughs> he said, the devil told you to buy it. He said, uh-huh. He, he said, he said, girlfriend, you look good in that dress. She said, why didn't you rebuke him? She said, I did. I said, Satan, get behind me. What happened? He got behind me. He said, you look good from back there too. <laughs> who made diamonds? Who made, who made, who gave the ability to make beautiful cars and build beautiful houses? Our father. It's not for them. It's for us. You know, for a long time, I wouldn't wear this ring in church because it's kind of the thing, don't wear, don't wear diamonds, especially in front of people. Don't wear diamonds. And, you know, my Bible says all the world will call you blessed. And we're kind of getting to the day we're just wearing blue jeans and T-shirts, you know, because we don't want to look. You know what? I, I want to follow somebody that's successful. But, you know, so I didn't wear, I didn't wear my jewelry for a long time because that's the kind of thing. But I thought, you know what? Tis gave me this, this ring for my 25th, our 25th wedding anniversary. We saw it in Israel. And it's got Hebrew inscription on it. And it says, it, it's from the Talmud. It says, when you open your hand, then it reads beneath, it draws God near. But when you close your hand, it pushes God afar. And I thought, you know, that's, that's on stedkah. That's on charity. That's on giving. That when you open your hand, it draws God near. And when you close your hand, it pushes God forward. But that's the same thing to us. If we open our hand, God comes in. If we think God's a little God, he is a little God. If we think God's a taker, he is a taker. But if we think God's a big God, he is a big God. And so I was reading in this book on, on ancient Jewish wisdom. But it says in there that this rabbi was getting old. And as he was getting old, he was, he was in his 90s. And one day... He said, book us tickets. We're going to, to Switzerland. True story. And so they said, okay, he's an old man. He never desired to go there. And so they're booking his tickets. They said, Rabbi, we're going next week, and we're going to go there and, and see, see the mountains and everything. And they said, Rabbi, at this age, why did you want to go? He said, someday I'm going to stand before God. And God will say to me, what did you think of the Alps I made? See, in Judaism... You're taught that if you see something beautiful and you turn away from it, it's a sin. The reason why God gave us beautiful things is so that we can embrace. Another teaching in the Talmud is is God says there are certain things you can't do. But for every one thing you can't have, I've given you a thousand things you can. Don't tell people they can't have what I said they can have. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for who? It's laid up for me. Say, who's it laid up for? Who's it laid up for? It's there waiting for you. When we stand before God, he's going to say, Roy, did you enjoy the world I made? It's for you. Our God is not just enough. Our Father is too much. And it's his Father's good pleasure. What dreams do you have? Have you given up on your dreams? Have you said, you know what, I guess it'll never happen? No, he hasn't canceled it. He's just been stretching it and building it. It's time for you and I to get our dreams back. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering and say amen. Hallelujah. 
Tiz, come up here. We got, we, I want to I wanna share a few things that will build your faith. You've got some testimonies that you want to show? Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, James and Rita, would you come up here? And also Jared and Diane. And um, these are perfect to go along with what you just preached because this, first I'll start with this couple here. James is our conga player. Where is he? Oh, here he comes. <laughs> He's our, he plays our congas, so... He's Go, a But I've got your testimony right here. And you guys come on up here. I just want to share a little bit and then you can jump in. Okay. okay? <laughs> but my understanding is that you guys came to New Beginnings last February. Mm-hmm. And before that, you'd been raised in church, been in mm-hmm. other churches where you kind of had your dreams Taken stolen. Away. And you had a dream for your life, had, had a vision for what, what God wanted to do, but didn't have the support spiritually to see that happen. So you had some failures and you had started an electrical company, failed and went into bankruptcy or? It really wasn't into bankruptcy. What happened was is we started our business and we've had some people that actually embezzled a bunch of money from us. That's a dream stiller. (laughs) Well, but you know, I mean, we've still been blessed. I mean, we was blessed and uh, uh, to make a long story short, the company's doing wonderful. And in coming over here, you had the life breathed back into your dreams. And from there, it's my understanding that the company that you started has taken a whole new turn. And what I'm reading here is that you are now uh, a representative for minority workers in Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Houston, and San Antonio, and working on the new Dallas Cowboys Stadium. The Is Dallas that right? Cowboys right. Stadium. Yes. Yeah. We're doing, the, uh, uh, we're doing a temporary power for the Cowboys Stadium, and uh, the Lord blessed us with that. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, the, there's a big bid that went out uh, a couple of days ago. And, uh, it's you know, I'm going to say this. It's kind of funny. We didn't get that part. But the amazing part about it is we're going to make more money off the temporary than we are making what we didn't get. Yeah. Say that again. Say that said, again. We're making more money off the temporary power, which is just part of it, than the job that we didn't get wow. because of big bid. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was awesome. Somebody was give awesome. the Lord a clap off for you, man. Thanks, you guys. We love you so much. Stay there. Stay there. And then this is Jared and Diane. And I just heard about this right before church. Now, last week we had the double-double anointing service. And you guys went out of here and said, that's for me. And you said, God, we want raises this week. Is that correct? Amen. Amen. So you went out of here. And it's my understanding you had a promotion that was supposed to be coming, an increase next fall. And you get into work Monday morning. And what's in your box? Well, a driver calls me. Uh, Monday afternoon, and he says, did you get a letter? Did you get the letter? And I said, what letter? And he says, uh, we got a raise. And the thing about it is, is when we left here, we knew that what pastor's teaching, I mean, give them a hand for the things they're teaching. It's just, it's mind-blowing. This morning, this morning, he was teaching on delight yourself in the Lord. And the Hebrew word is oneg. Delight yourself in the oneg is what is desires. And he shall give you that desire. So when you learn it through the eyes of a Jewish Jesus and what the Hebrew is, you'll understand that he does want you to prosper. And I spoke it when we left her, and I said, you know, double, double. Amen. And my wife's in the middle of negotiating 
a new contract at her job, and she said, I want somebody hired, and I want a laptop, and, I, and she's in the negotiating the money part of it right now. So we're just believing for that, but we both got raises. And another thing, my brother-in-law and my sister, um, they were on the verge of divorce. I mean, about a year ago, he had a brand-new Harley, and my sister just, he had an, an, an Internet affair, and she took a, a wrench and destroyed a $30,000 bike in her home, which is half a million-dollar home. And they had a home that, he was, he's a builder, and they were building a home for over a million dollars, and it didn't sell for like a year and a half. And they were, gonna, they were in the process of bankruptcy. We started doing Shabbat six months ago, and we've been doing it faithfully every Friday night. We've been doing Shabbat. And through the Shabbat, we've had people, neighbors, show up to our house and t- tell us about the Lord. Wow. And we don't even have to go to their house yeah, to tell them about the Lord. Right. They're showing up to your, our house. Right. That's Amen. happening. We have, um, my brother-in-law told me just yesterday, he's got three homes going right now. The smallest one, I'm shaking, the smallest one is $1.2 million. He doesn't even have them finished yet, but we've been claiming the Hebrew blessings over them. They are delivered, set free. Not only are they delivered and set free, but two of the homes that aren't even finished yet you're, you're, are, are, are sold. Are you talking about your brother and his wife? They've been, they've been delivered. They've been set free. Their marriage is back. Their marriage is back. They're set free. Um, and it's all through Shabbat. I'm okay. telling you, it's through Shabbat. You know, that's all wonderful that their marriage is now. Yeah. How's the Harley? <laughs> the, the Harley is restored. Oh, oh the, glory to God. <laughs> I told you there's a God. Somebody give the Amen. Lord a great big clap Praise offering. Amen. That's great. Now, guys. Awesome. Now listen. Excellent. Listen. Thanks. You have got to let me get this in you. I, I, we'll, we'll teach on everything, but we have got to see you break free financially. How many believe that God wants you to have a double-double? Give the Lord a clap offering. No, come on. If you believe God wants you to give a double-double. Now, we're going to pray at the end. We're going to pray at the end. How many of you have had dreams that have been deferred? Look, look at, lift up your hands. Keep them up there. Dreams that have been deferred. Now look at me. In the name of Jesus, listen to what I'm telling you. Deferred does not, it makes your heart sick. Now remember, we perish when we don't have a dream. It's time to get back in the race. It's time to run. And you know what? The wonderful thing about this race is, I read the end of the book. You win. No, you win. It's time for you to be a winner. Somebody shout amen. Stand with me all over the building. Stand with me. Your dream is not too big. The problem is not you dream too big. The problem is we ask too small. When that dream is deferred, we start settling for a little less and settle for a little less and settle for a little less. But God doesn't want to give you less. He wants to give you exceedingly, abundantly, Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, overflowing. That's why God has brought us here. You know, my brother was sharing about got his family doing Shabbat. Listen, you have got to be blessed to vindicate what I'm teaching. In, in One of the things the rabbis ask is, if you Christians know God, why do you think God's so mean? God is not stingy. God is not on a budget. 
God is not limited. God is not going to, well, you've got enough good measure. When the only way your blessing can stop is you quit bringing God the vessels. As long as you keep bringing God the vessels. You know what the number one vessel is? It's you. How many of you need to buy a new, your own home? Put your hands down. How many, how many need to buy a car? You know, you don't, don't pray, oh God, give me a free year-long bus pass. <laughs> we don't need no bus passes. We need our own cars. All right, let's get a little extravagant. How many men would like a motorcycle or a, or a boat or a, or a something? A what? A new plane. What do you want? Airplane. You want an airplane? Well, you have to get a long seater. You have to, like, fly from the back. What do you want? Yeah, okay, I'll take it. I need an airplane. Okay, I, and you know what? If Bill Gates can have an airplane, we can have an airplane. Right? Can I have two minutes? Raise, tell me what your dream is. What's your dream? Raise your hand. Tell me. What's your dream, brother? An Infinity G35. What color? Blue. Blue. What's your dream? A home? Homes? More than one home. Okay, is that a own a home and vacation home or own a home and rent out other homes? All of it. Yeah, see? Where you're starting to get it. Both. It's not an either or, is it? What's your dream? What's your dream? Largest Christian festival in the nation. You know what? That's a good idea. That's a God idea. What's your dream? Now look, can you believe, I mean, it's, we've been in Dallas a year and we already got the whole church where they're doing Shabbat, they're eating kosher. Amen. Amen. And the youth would be in there and it would be our, uh, bringing in souls from all over the world. Amen. Amen. Why not a Christian Disneyland, Christian theme? Listen. Listen, you don't know. I don't, did y'all hear what she was saying? What about the Dallas Cowboys Stadium? You know, that's a lot for a church that's a year old. But there's something that you don't know. Isn't there, Jack? There's something that you don't know that we have been talked to about. And so... Yeah, let let me... And I I know it's late. I know it's late. I know it's late. But let me ask you something. You know, here, the, here, our, here our sister says, you know, the church is just a little over a year old. And all of a sudden we go, well, what about, you know, what about the Dallas Cowboys Stadium? And, I, and don't raise your hand, but I wonder how many people thought, well, that's too big. But, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. If we doubled every year, just doubled every year. You know, first year we're, what, 1,500. Second year we're 3,000. Third year, we're 6,000. Fourth year, we're 12,000. Fifth year. 
Is it possible? Say this, say this, say this out loud. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengtheneth me. What, what's your dream? I, 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 know we, I know we're late, and, but the, what's your dream? What's your dream? Healing rooms and strip malls. Healing rooms and strip malls, okay? Amen. What's your dream? How many, how many would like to write a million-dollar check for the church? See, see, I, I tell you, see, right now, right, just then, some of you went, oh. why not? Somebody's going to write us a million-dollar check. Now, I, 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 I'm just going to tell you this. You, you've got to have a dream. And, and I, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. You've, listen, you've got to have a dream. You've got to have a dream. Where there's no dream, you, you, you stagnate. What's your dream? Because, and then once you get there, it, you're going to find out it's too small. Now, I've had this, this vision. I'm just going to say this. We started over. We took a step by faith to start over coming down here. Left everything, tam- camera, everything. We had no idea you were going to be here. Knew God was going to be here. But didn't know if you were going to be here. I, I have told my family, until I have $20 million in the bank, I'm not going to be satisfied. Okay? Now, you got to understand, we started all over coming down here. But let me, let me show you something. Uh, someday I'll tell you the journey of us giving ourselves into a point. Coming down here, we figured, because, see, my dream is to have a church of 15,000 people. Okay, and I knew I could, that wasn't going to happen in, Dallas, in, in Portland. Okay, but there's always the physical, spiritual, but there's a physical side. And so I've always said, until we have 20 million, I have 20 million dollars. And trust me, right now, we're a long way from that. In the natural, we, uh, we, I shouldn't say a long way from that. We don't have that now, but tomorrow's a new day. Okay, but, but, let, let me share something with you. Tiz and I had a little bitty co- apartment in Maui. One, and we, we've gone, gone over there for 10 years. A little bitty thing. Sit there and w- read. God told me to give that to the church because we we're building a building in Portland. God said, give it to the church. We paid $150,000 for it. We gave it to the church. Well, we said, we're going to give the 150000 to the church. Sell it and give 150000 to the church. Went to sell it, found out it was worth 400000 had it sold, had two people offer us before the day was over. So we said, well, we can get 150000 So we gave $150,000 to church. We had money left over. That's a good deal, right? So one of the deals in, in giving the condo was, because we loved it, we loved going there, is the guy would give us two weeks to come back. And so we came back for two weeks. When we were over there, we ran into some people that used to go to Portland Church, and they moved to Maui. They said, well, we're working on this land development. Come see it. So we went up there with them. And they said, oh, yeah, these are Christian guys. They ended up meeting the Christian guys. And we said, well, man, we'd like to buy one of these lots. Is it okay to tell this story? He said, well, okay. But I said, I don't have the money. I only have this. He goes, that's all right. I know who you are. So we put the money down, and we found out we could divide it. We divided it and built a little thing on it. Long story short, made a million dollars made a million dollars 
So I'm up in Portland thinking, man, we're going to be in good shape. Church is paid for. Everything's good. God says, leave. (laughs) We came down here to start this church because we had a dream of a church of 15,000 people. While we're down here, I got a couple horses. And, you know, I love being with my horses. And so we were looking for a piece of ground, bought a piece of ground, and paid that million dollars for it. Four days later, somebody said, I'll give you $2 million for it. We said, no. And they said, two and a half million. We said, no. They said, name your price. We said, why? (laughs) Found out they're building a subdivision all around us with a golf course. I had a guy come out, has a little, little pond on it. I had a guy come out to look at digging the land. He goes, what are you going to do with this, with this property? And I said, well, I said, I'm, gonna, I'm either going to build a house or I'm going to subdivide it. He said, well, you better build this year. And I said, why? And he goes, if you don't build this year. I just met the guy. He's a former guy. He said, if you don't build this year, you'll never build. I said, why? He said, somebody's going to offer you $25 million for it. Amen. I said, from your lips to his ears, may it be. <laughs> from your lips to his ears, may it be. Now, it's just dirt now, but I have a dream. Yeah. See, what's your dream? If you don't have, you know, it, 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 listen, Paul said, I ran the race. He didn't, say, he didn't say I jogged. I don't know about you, but I hate jogging. You know why? Never sure when I'm done. But you know, if you're playing basketball, you can score. You got a goal to reach. Next year, this year, I'm going to Tajikistan to go sheep hunting. I love to hunt. I'll be hunting at 16,000, 17,000 feet. People say, you're crazy. I love conquering that mountain. I love it. It's different than sitting in a... I know y'all hunt deer down here in Texas. Come on, that ain't hunting. You sit in a stand, the feeder comes off, bam, he comes up. Oh, oh it's a tough hunt. <laughs> no, nothing against. Don't, don't show this on Texas television. That's it. But don't you want to climb that next mountain? Maybe you're in the valley. But what does the Bible say? Yea, though I walk through the valley to get to the other side. Come on. It's time to get out of the valley and get back at your dream. It's time to get your dream. What's your dream? What is your dream? What is your dream? Do you have it? How many have a dream of, of, of owning their own business? Somebody's going to own their own business. Amen. Wouldn't it be wonderful by in a year or two years, your tithe is more than your income today. I'm an, I'm an ex heroin addict. I'm an ex junkie. The world was done with me, but God wasn't. Where, where, doesn't matter where you've been. Where are you going? Jesus has come to heal your dream today. Amen. Amen. I want you to get out your offering. Let's pr- I'm going to pray a dream offering on you. I'm going to pray a dream anointing. Get out, get out your offering. What's your dream? Come on. What is your dream? Somebody has, who, who here, who, who here has a dream? Now this sounds really bizarre. I've never said this. Who here has a dream to run their own hair salon. Who is that? Come up here. Come up here. If there's more than one, come up here. You run, I'm going to tell you, God, I have never had a hair salon prophecy in my life. <laughs> come here. Come up here. Okay. Here's, here's what God, anybody else? 
Okay, here's what, come down. Here's what God's saying. You're not going to run your own hair salon. You're going to run a chain of them. Now, I'm telling you. My, my niece, come up here, Tiz. My niece started, this, I have never called anybody out about a hair salon in my life. But this is God. My niece started one in San Diego. It took off. She's making sure it started another one, started another one. I'm telling you something, this anointing is going to be on you. You have your desire to run your own hair salon? You have a desire to run your own hair salon? You have a desire to run your own hair salon? She wants you to come with her for moral support. Amen. When you have your own hair salon, are you going to give God all the glory and all the praise? Amen. Lift your hands up. Father, I release an anointing on them right now. In the name of Jesus, an anointing of prosperity, an anointing of business wisdom, an anointing of backers that will get behind them financially and support this thing. Father, stretch their vision, stretch their dream, stretch their desires in every area in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Lance, come here. Lance, man, I'm, I'm really going late. Last, last Friday, Lance wasn't here. Lance was, was, was in New York on business. And we're, if you remember, we were doing that anointing service. And I, gave, I called Lance out. I forgot he wasn't here. They said he's up in New York. And I said, somebody is going to come and tell them you uh, are, are somebody, either you or some of your business is going to come up with a God idea that is going to make so much money. Long story short, they told me afterwards that Lance had left his offering to be given for that anointing service because he wasn't going to be here. And then somebody called you and, and tell us briefly what they said. What we did is we were Friday afternoon at 2.30. We were meeting with some people out of India over the Internet to deal with small businesses and security problems that they have with their computer systems, that we have a way that we can sit and monitor and secure their computer systems remotely over the Internet. And we're selling that, and I think our margins are like 60 to 70%. Okay, and, and was somebody, wouldn't somebody's dad or something call you? Uh, Lauren was telling me, somebody's dad called you. Where's Lauren? Oh, this was a different, this was a business consultant. This okay. Is, this is a second, we had a business consultant in helping us realign our business. And so after I heard what you had said about me, I called him up two days later and said, this is what my pastor said. And he said, that's it. My family is part of a big ministry, and I can't remember who it is on the East Coast. He said, my dad called me about three weeks ago and said, you're in business with somebody. I don't know what it is, but it's on an upscale. It's an elevator ride up to something big. Who are you talking to? He said, I have no idea yet. But he said, well, it's going to happen in May. In May. In May. And we met with them. May 31st, I think it was. And so this company in India, ballpark figure, what are you talking about increase as far as financial? I have no clue. It's huge. Is, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's See, big. even when you're not here, God is yes. making plans Amen. to make you millions. Amen. Amen. So somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Have you got your, have you got your offering? Lift it up. Lift it up. Wave it. Remember, we're doing a wave offering. Listen, you've started tithing. Don't back away. This is, is it okay if we talk about prosperity here once in a while? Because listen, you know what the number one cause of divorce is? 
You know what the number one cause of depression is? You know what the number one cause of physical ailment is? Money answers all things. It's time to get the money into your hands. Are you ready? Father, I break every curse yes, off of yes, our finances Lord. right now in the Father, name of Jesus. Name and of Father, Jesus, I break that spirit that has stolen yes, our dreams, yes, stolen yes, our God. visions. Father, Jesus I release name, us Lord. back into in those Jesus dreams. Name, Father, you in have Jesus deferred. Name, you have caused to grow yes, and stretch yes, and strengthen Father, and build. But Father, I count Lord, the time Lord, to be now in their breakthrough in in every area in Jesus name and everybody that's got their dream again shout amen yes amen give the lord a clap offering Hallelujah. god bless you as you give amen